going on folks how are you doing you are now listening to the yfyi podcast i am your host sunny d thanks for being here thanks for tuning in thanks for being a dedicated yfyi community member coming back each and every day listening to the podcast if you've been rolling with the yfyi podcast for a while I just want to give you an extra little love, little high five through the microphone if you've been trooping. If you're new to the YFY podcast, this is the podcast where you come to get your mind right, get your money right, get your learn on so you can get your earn on. That's what it's all about. YFYI podcast, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive in the business of beauty I'm hacking the Bob. I'm hacking the Bob. That's the business of beauty, the Bob. That's what I call it, the Bob, B-O-B. So welcome to the podcast. And if you're checking this out because you got a link or you found it somewhere and you haven't been here, I'm going to just kind of give you a, a forewarning that this past month or this month that we're coming to a close on December I have been going ham this month. Unusual high dose of material. High dose of material through this month because I've been on the DDD, which is the hashtag DDD, Daily Dose December, where I've been challenging myself, you know, heeding my own advice, pushing myself, stretching myself with the goal of releasing a podcast every day through the month of December. So that's 31 podcasts in 31 days. And that's a stretch. Normally, I release a podcast once a week. So there's definitely a stretch in lieu of all other things that are going on. So if you're coming on right now, I'm just going to tell you it's it's been a, a bit of a blur. I've been just dropping, dropping info, dropping podcasts. Every single day, all month long. Once the new year comes, we've got eight more days. Today being, when I'm recording this, the 23rd, when you guys will hear it, it'll be Christmas Eve. So everyone's nice and settled in. Hopefully on Christmas Eve, you'll be chilling, just kicking it with the fam, maybe drinking some eggnog, depending on where you're at, if you're in the colder climate maybe you're you're around the fireplace you know i'm thinking about having a doing a little bonfire here i mean the only thing about it is i mean i'm in florida and it is you know 68 degrees you know high of of 75 80 low of maybe you know upper 50s so like getting the fire going i mean i guess i could still do it so i might i might get a fire going but hopefully if that's what you're up to, you're enjoying it, hanging with the fam, 
chillaxin and then we've got christmas and i will be releasing not only this one on christmas eve but also christmas day the podcast will roll on so i can make every day of december a little uh, daily dose from the yfy podcast so for those of you guys that have read, you know, YFY, the book, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive, but thrive, you know that there's a lot of different positions that I'm, I'm proposing in there based on practice, based on things that I've seen since I became a really a stylist and then a salon owner. So only, I mean, 2005, guys, I graduated 2005 from Paul Mitchell, the school Orlando, and then moved over to Tampa, where is my home base now. And after so many years, I just kind of realized, like, you know what, salons, you know, there, there's, there's, a, there's a gap out there. There's a better job that could be done. There's things that are missing. There's, you know, maybe they don't really, aren't sure, don't know how, what to do with our graduates. And that's why I really got into owning a salon. Doesn't mean I knew anything about it. I mean, I didn't know anything about really owning a business. I just felt like from what I was gathering, information that I was hearing about, that there was definitely an opportunity to do something a little bit different. You know, so in our company, I mean, we cut hair, we color hair, we style hair, just like every other salon. We sell products just like every other salon. But where I think we really kind of have a point of difference is in the personal development side of things, the training, education, grooming of the individuals that come onto our team. Not only from an artistic point, but through the business and then our unique culture that we kind of wrap it in, which really sets us apart. Now, we have people from all walks of life in our company, from all age groups. I mean, from, you know, born in the 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, we have all ages, all flavors, all colors, all genders, all everything. And it's a kind of like a collection, what I call a collection of people. And as we continue to expand and continue to bring new people on. We're always, you know, kind of the vision of where we're going to go. Opening 1.0 salons all over the country as we continue to full, you know, fulfill that vision and and see the mission, you know, to to the next step. I always like to kind of uh, take a bird's eye view, you know, every year coming up at the end, <clears throat> just like I've been talking about on a few of the podcasts. You know, it's good to kind of do some reflecting and you know, see kind of where you're at. Where did you come up short? Where could you have applied more pressure? Where do you need to apply more pressure so you can get ahead of the game rolling into 2018? Because in that, the last place you want to be at the end of 2018, or in this case right now, we're at the end of 2017. So the last place you want to be at the end of 2017 is at the end of 2016. Now I'm going to say that one more again. The last place you want to be at the end of 2017 is at the end of 2016. And the last place, the very, very last place you want to be at the end of 2018 is at the end of 2017. Now, what I mean by that is if you don't start to take some reflection and give yourself some critiquing and really take an examination of where you're at, where you were at, and where you're going... You might end up going nowhere. And that would not be a good thing. Because you will be then one year older, one year, one year more on earth, on job, on, ta- on your task, or whatever it is, 
but no closer to that goal. A, if you have or don't have them, that's going to that's gonna be primary focus. Do you have them? Do you have them written down? Do you have them written down on you at all times? Can you produce them? If I were to catch you on the street, walk up to you and say, hey, let me see your goals, could you produce them on command? You know, I, I speak all over the country and I go in many, many rooms and I ask that question. When I ask the question, who in here has goals? Without a doubt, it's pretty much 100% of the hands go in the air. Who in here has those goals written down? I'm going to lose about 60%. Who in here has those goals written down? Have them on you right now. You can pull them out. I'm going to lose about 99.9% of the hands at that point. <clears throat> so how do you go from what why do you go from 100% to not even one tenth of a percent? Because I really believe people are not totally either convinced, they're not totally sold, they're not totally, you know, totally, they don't have the, maybe they tried it and it didn't work, or maybe they kind of half tried it and it didn't work, or maybe they heard about it or heard somebody else had tried it and didn't work. I will tell you right now, it works. Goal setting works. And as we get closer to the end of the year, I get excited, you know, because I know we're going to be doing a goal-setting workshop <clears throat> with our team. That's our first training that we kicked the year off with. So I'm pretty excited about that. Now, goal-setting, just like coming up with a workout plan, a diet, a, uh, a Google Maps to a destination, all of it is part of what's called a strategy. You know, it's all of it's part of a strategy. There's nothing there's nothing mythical about it. It's not any hocus pocus. It's not, you know, filled the dreams. If you're old enough to remember that movie, if you build it, they will come. It's not any of that. It's all about strategy. And when I think about marketing and I think about, you know, strategy and I think about just paying attention, I wanted to share something with you guys today uh, from a strategy perspective. Now, for a lot of you guys, you know, I know you're you're new stylist, you're building your business. <clears throat> you work in a salon. Some of you guys, you have your own thing going, you have a, a salon. But for the most part, you work in a salon. Now, whose job is it to build your business? Now, the salon owner, right, they've invested in being in the location. Hopefully, you got a good location. They've invested in, <clears throat> hopefully, the training. you got training going on. They've invested in equipment. They've invested in product. They've invested you know, in whatever else there is, the furniture, the fixtures, all of that good stuff. Now, and they're going to, because of those investments, attract business, right? And that business is going to get distributed between the different stylists in the salon. But... Going back to my original question, whose job is it to build your business? Ultimately, ultimately, it's your job. And what I wanted to do on this podcast, on this episode, while you're sitting around, you know, you got some downtime, you're going to be doing this anyway. You're going to be playing with social media. I want to I talk about some tools that you could use that I think, you know, maybe beneficial especially you know for I know a lot of you guys you don't have maybe a 
huge, a huge budget, right? A huge marketing budget. You maybe don't have, you know, thousands of dollars to spend. But here's, here's something I want you to think about. And because of the demographics, I want you to think about how you could play with your smaller budget, your demographic that you're after, and get the most bang for your buck. And the platform that I'm going to focus on with these strategy, with this strategy and these tips is going to be Snapchat. Now, first and foremost, when you think about Snapchat, you know, Snapchat kind of caught a bad rap in the beginning because Snapchat was more known as a, I mean, I remember when I first heard about it, it would, they, you know, it was like sexting. People are, you know, sending, uh, instead of a text, it was sexting where you send, you know, some like a naked picture to somebody because they're, it's ephem, eph, eph, what's, what's the, t- the term? It's called ephemeral. Ephemeral? 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 How do we, how do you say that? <clears throat> Ephor, let's see, ephemeral. Yeah, it's a ephemeral, 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 f. It's ephemeral, ephemeral. What that means is it's lasting for a very short time, so the messages disappear, right? So they have that, and now, you know, you have the Snapchat story. It'll last for twenty four hours, but then you have the direct snaps that'll disappear in ten seconds or less. So. Ephemeral, ephemeral messaging, right? Now, here's the thing. As Snapchat started to develop, people said, oh, maybe it's not only sexting. And it's, <clears throat> let's, there were a lot of people, there were late adopters. So you had mostly, it started with teeny boppers, you know, young, young, 13, 14. It started to grow and the demographics started to change. And now what we're finding is 18 to you know 34-year-olds, if you look at the data, that's going to be the, the majority of their audience. Now, they still have, they have older audience. They have younger still. But in 18 to 34, you know, a lot of our listeners for the YFY podcast, I know that your audience, your uh, listeners people listening to your messages, meaning your Instagram post and your Snapchat, they're going to fit into those those ranges. So here's what I want you to think about. If you were to look at some of the advertising opportunities in Snapchat and take advantage of some of the advertising opportunities in Snapchat, I think you could capitalize on it. Number one, reason why it's super, 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 super underpriced. It's super underpriced. When you look at the product and being able to create what I'm going to talk about really with you is the geo filter product. To be able to create a geo filter, to be able to target an area, to be able to really have the tool to do it and at the price that you can get it for you can, and I'm going to give you a couple, you know, ways that I've used it and some of the results that I've got. You can really capture attention. And ultimately, that's what you're after. You're trying to get attention, whether you're doing that with your Instagram page, whether you're doing that with your Snapchat, your Facebook, or whatever you're doing. But right now, guys, right now is a, is a good time to play with the product because it is underpriced, 
because it targets that demographic, because you can get creative and you can be very strategic about it at the same time. So if you were to take a look at some of the <clears throat> statistics, for example, uh, that you're able to that you're able to uh, use and measuring, right? So what you're going to look at, let me go, I'm going to pull up my statistics real quick. Uh, let's see here. On demand. On demand. So my geo filters, right? So here's some of the statistics. So if you set up a geo filter, and right now, I mean, if you take it from the top, if you go to the create, you know, you just go to geofilters.snapchat.com. They have an upload your own or they have a create tool. Now we have in 1.0 Media, we have a company. We create filters. If you want to look at some of ours, you can see those on our website at the Salon 1.0. I'm sorry, the Salon1.net. Uh, let's see what the forward slash is on that one. So, and you can see some of the ones that you know we have created in house. We've created them for some other people as well. So let's see. So where you would find that at is under, uh, yeah, the salon1.net forward slash uh, 10-media, which, you know, is like 1.0 media, but that's how they do it in the browser. Or if you just go to our brands and look under 1.0 media, and you'll see something on there, it'll say want your own custom Snapchat filter, filter design, <clears throat> tons of different uses that we talk about. Now, think in special events, think in uh, local business collab, think in just attention, awareness, think in you know, before and afters. You could brand your photos if you're using those in your salon. So it's a geo filter, meaning geographic location. So you're paying for the location of where that filter plays. Now think about this. If you know of an event or an area where there's going to be a, a big congregation of people that fit the demographic of the, the guest or the customer that you're trying to attack, right? Or as you might want to say, attract, I say attack is really what's going on, then you can target that area. Now, say you know, okay, for example, there's a Starbucks and, you know, you go there a lot and there's a lot of people there. Whenever you go there, it looks like your, your clientele, the, the clientele that you're trying to build. Well, what if you created a filter, you went into the create tool, it doesn't have to be super fancy, but you went into the create tool and they give you, you know, you can drop in the background, drop in the text, drop in some other elements. You can write what you want. They have some that are already kind of pre-chosen backgrounds. <clears throat> And then, I mean, you've got different, you know, themes. You got like holiday right now. They have New Year. They have uh, Three Kings Day. They have birthdays. They have baby showers. They have celebrations. They have weddings. They have uh, date nights. They have food and bars. They have business. So you click on one of the themes, and then it's going to give you all of these different little options for the background. And then after you get the options for the background, <clears throat> then you're able to go and play with the color and the text and whatever else you want to write on there. And after you do all that, then you're going to go to the next step, which is you're going to actually decide where you want to do it. So for example, uh, let's see here. 
All right, so then you go to the next step, and then you're going to pick, first thing you're going to do is you're going to pick the date, and you're going to pick the time. They have an annual thing, but I want you to think small, think budget, think, you know, get your feet wet. So you'll pick the date, you'll pick the time, start and end time. Then after you do that, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to pick the location, and then you're going to go to checkout, and that's it. You're done. You pay for it, and you're done. Now, when you're designing the filter, you can put you know some color you can put some text it's going to make sure it it sticks with the guidelines if there's an issue it'll walk you back or it'll tell you you know this or that you got to change that so now you've got this filter you think about that location say it's a Starbucks you put in in the location tool you put in the address it'll pull it up on a map you'll get like a option if you want like more of a satellite view or you know just a <clears throat> the regular map now there's one thing you have to have at least uh, 20,000 square feet and then it'll tell you from the time frame you're trying to run it the square footage that you choose how much it's going to cost now the cost is what is really attractive especially if you're a small business or using this as a personal tool because the cost is ridiculously low like I said it's underpriced right now to be able to get the attention and to get it in that area now here's the thing you want to make it you know compelling and cool looking so when people are swiping through which they naturally will do and they'll see the filter they may want to use it and that's where you know you have to kind of get creative as you're doing it we've done um for like the hockey game where we had like the zamboni you know that goes out there and cleans the ice or you know scrapes the ice or whatever so we had that on there and then we had our salon logo on the side or we had one with a hockey player and you can see these on our website if you go to the salon one.net Go under our brands, 1.0 Media. You'll see some examples of ones that we've created. So the hockey you know, players hitting the puck. The puck's busting through the glass. And on the puck is our logo. It's all about impressions. So we we're trying to get our logo in front of people's eyes. And we ran that around the hockey arena during the hockey game. And I'm going to give you some of the actual numbers because the stats are ridiculous for the price. And that's where when I talk about if you have a small budget, you can really drive eyeballs. Now, here's the thing. I don't want you to be thinking, okay, well, if I do that, you know, how many guests am I going to get? Because ultimately, when you're trying to build awareness, and this is more of a branding and an awareness play, it's about impressions. It's about views. It's about getting eyeballs on your brand, getting eyeballs on your brand. So one that we ran, let's see here. All right, check this out. I'm gonna just give you one of those, um, the hockey ones, just as an example, because that one was uh, pretty cool with, with the stats. So you have pricing and you have a, and you have an idea of like what it could produce. Um, we've done a lot of them. I mean, year to date, we've ran a lot of different campaigns. Uh, let's see. Man, got a lot here. Um, all right, hold on a second. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, let's see. I want to take a little. And you can rearrange when you're looking at your, um, you're looking at your stats. You can like rearrange, you know, high to low, so it'll show you like, 
you know, for the ones that got like the most, you know, views and all that kind of good stuff. <clears throat> all right. So this one here, uh, where's the stats? Oh, so this is, it's not even giving me the stats on this one. So this one here, this one I ran for, let's see, from 7 p.m., 8, 9, 10, 11. So basically four hours. And I covered uh, 63,000 square feet. And I ran this one. This is one of the ones that I ran for the, uh, for the hockey game. 63,000 square feet. This is a lot of square feet. Uh, let's see. Well, now I'm trying to find the uh, trying to find the stats here. Hold on. So we're trying to get trying to get this 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 stats. All right. So this one. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Sorry about that, guys. So we got okay. This one area covered, fifty nine thousand square feet. I ran it from seven to eleven. So yeah, eight, nine, ten, eleven, four hours. I paid fifty nine dollars. All right, so I paid fifty nine dollars for those four hours. So you're like, yeah, I think like, wow, that seems like a lot, right? For four hours, I mean, you know, fifteen fifteen bucks basically an hour to run this. Now check this out. For those four hours, it got two point five, so two thousand five hundred swipes. So the swipes are this is how many times your geo filter was seen and snaps being created, right? And then it got 560 uses. This is how many times your geo filter was sent to a friend or added to a story. And remember, I ran this around the arena, around the hockey arena during the game. And this was during one of the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, games. It was game four when they were in the, in the playoffs, right? Here is the, here's the awesome part. Views. This is how many times your geo filter was seen in a snap, sent directly to a friend or in a story. 22.7 thousand views 22.7 thousand views so if you go back and talk about the price right so $59 and 22 cents and for that you got 22,700 views you're not even you're not even paying for a view a penny, right? It's like a fraction, 0 0.002, you know? A fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a penny to get those views. You name one platform, whether it be any other platform, Facebook, you know, Instagram, wherever, that you're getting that kind of, those kind of eyeballs. Now, again, coming back to, okay, what does that translate into money? I, it's money spent, but that's how many times on this particular one, which, you know, we had gold bolts across the top. We had the hockey player, you know, hitting the puck. The puck is flying, you know, towards you. It has our logo on it, and then it has, you know, channel side right underneath it. Our salon is three, four blocks away from the arena. So who do you think, you know, in that area may have either seen our logo and then seen this logo and maybe make a connection? How many times might they see it? Now, your other option, 
is to do like McDonald's and get your logo on the ice. Now to get your logo of your business, your brand on the ice or in the arena somewhere, you think you're going to be able to pay $59 to do that and get 22,000 views on that? There's more views on that than there are in the people in the in the arena watching the watching the game. You can do this as an individual. And that's what I want you to think about. You can create a filter, deploy it over a, an area, even 20,000 square feet. I mean, that's one of the bigger ones when I look at the the different filters and how much I spent. <clears throat> that's one of the bigger ones. We can scale that down to we had a holiday, you know, gift card sale going on. We did a filter, a little 20% off, you know, on the bottom in the gift card sale. You know, we ran that. Those are things that we can do just to let people know it might be just a real like local right around the business. We ran one. This one we ran at one of the hair shows, you know, just getting a little bit of exposure for our salon. We ran it around the convention center. We covered um, this one. We paid $49 the square footage. 296,000 square feet. So we pretty much almost covered like most of the arena. 604 swipes, 271 uses, 15,700 views. Right? So think about that. Eyeballs. And this is branding. This is what branding is about. I mean, you're getting, you know, getting that brand out, getting in front of people. I mean, we use these on the for the book tour, have ones for the book tour, <clears throat> have ones for different, you know, classes that I'm teaching different events that I'll go to, personal ones, ones for the salon. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities. And they're not all, they're not all going to be, they're not all going to be huge, 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 you know, hits. Like we have a new salon opening up. I ran one, you know, around the plaza. It got 45 swipes, got seven uses, got 259 views. I ran it around the entire plaza. Right for twenty four dollars, so not a huge, not a huge amount of views compared to some of the other ones, but depending on what your objective is, and that's something you want to think about. What am I trying to do? Am I trying to get my logo in front of people's eyes? Think about the area, think about the demographic, and then think about you know the square footage that you're going to use, the square footage that you want to cover, and give it a shot. You know, try one. Try one, see what you get, see what kind of returns you get. Sometimes, you know, you might come up, it might not be a whole lot. You might come up with a lot, you might come up with a little. Not all of them are going to be like a ton, a ton, a ton of uses and views. You know, some, I mean, you, if you pick the wrong area or you pick the wrong time frame, you could come up short. But for the most part, for the amount, the bang for the buck, what you can do with these filters is really giving you access to advertise anywhere, anytime, and really kind of control the message, <clears throat> get eyeballs, and do it with a reasonable amount of money spent. I mean, some of these I've spent as little as like $5. You know, I'm thinking about some of these that I've ran. I spent five bucks, you know, like here's when I ran. Let's see, this one right here. Let's go back. And they keep their little dashboard so you can see like all the ones you've ever ran, you know, where you ran them, you can see how they did. Let's see here. 
Boom, boom, boom. This one I ran just around our Oldsmar salon. You know, you get, you might get a handful of uses sometimes. So when you're looking at the metrics, then you can decide, well, you know, would I change the time frame? You know, what, what you might decide on might be uh, the location. But that example I gave you earlier, you know where your people are hanging out at. You know where your demographics at. Run it around there. If it's a Starbucks, if it's a restaurant, if it's a store that people are walking in, that's always a good one. Run it around that area. The minimum square feet, it's 20,000 square feet. Run it for a few hours. It takes about 24 hours because remember, people use it on their story. Then that lasts for 24 hours. And then afterwards, you're going to be able to get your results. You know, what parties like our holiday party, we just ran that one for fun. But here's the thing. That one we ran, so 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning, paid $5.99 for it. Really, the objective was just for our staff at our holiday party to have some fun and use the filter. But with that, we got 94 swipes, we got 28 uses, 3.9 thousand people viewed it. Because it's the, it's the networking effect of friends of friends of friends. Who's watching your story? Who's watching your story? How many, you know, and once you start to network it out, even with 28 uses, we still got 3.9 thousand views. And it has our logo on there. It has, you know, some branding on there. And that was just ran around our neighborhood. You know, so they might be people that haven't been to our salon, but they're on Snapchat. You know, they got a couple hundred million users active. There's eyeballs on there. And because I ran it around our area, I know that these people are in the area or, or they're friends with people that are in the area. And that's why they viewed it. So it's relevant views. It's relevant views of people that could potentially become clients of yours or guests of your business. So this is a Snapchat strategy. I hope you guys are kind of, I hope I got your wheels turning and you're thinking about, you know, and that one that I just talked about, I mean, that was over 30,000 square feet. So depending on the real estate and where you decide to run it, it the price is going to change. You know, sometimes I've gone, you know, around an arena during an event and it's really expensive. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, where else? Maybe I could carve out a little piece around the arena or maybe I know where there's going to be an after party at or just, a, you know, different kinds of locations. But it's really limitless. If you let your mind go and think about it, where are your people going to be at? How much you want to spend? Get a time frame. Test. You got to test. You got to test. Or as I like to say, you got to taste. You got to taste. You got to taste. I could talk at nauseum about this. But the way that you're going to learn how it works is by you being a practitioner and getting out there and doing it. So hopefully you're up for it. You'll spend a few dollars. I mean, a little less, like I said, five bucks could be six bucks. Spend a few dollars. Put together a filter. Use their design tool. If you need help, you know, reach out to me. Let me know. You want to see some examples of what we do and what we create. Go to the salon1.net. Look under our brands, 1.0 Media. You can see some of our Snapchat filters on there and examples of what we do. If you need help with that, just hit, hit me up, you know, and we can talk more about that. But as a business and a small business, which everyone should be thinking of themselves as, I think this is a, still a huge opportunity for people. And I've been working on these over a year now, but there's still, I mean, a huge opportunity because it's underpriced. And as a small business owner, you know, your capital may not be, you don't have a huge budget. 
you know, to pound out, you know, billboards and crap that people aren't even paying attention to. This gives you an opportunity to play in the arena of the bigger brands at a smaller price point. So hopefully you'll take some of this and you'll put it into practice. Let me know how it goes and I hope you have fun with it. So that's the podcast today. That's my Snapchat strategy, a marketing strategy, something that's practical that I'm doing that I'm having really good results with, and I hope you'll give it a taste, give it a try, and let me know how it goes. So guys, with that, I'm looking forward to having you tune in for the next episode of the YFYI podcast. Merry Christmas Eve. Hopefully you and yours are doing well. Looking forward to Christmas and having some time with the family, and I'll see you or you'll hear me i won't see you maybe but you'll hear me on the next episode make sure if you're not a subscriber you hit that subscribe button so you get the podcast on demand you'll get notifications every time a new episode is released and if you have not yet done a left a rating five star preferably thank you very much and a review for the podcast please do that and in return i'll be sending out to you an exclusive iHeart YFYI t-shirt that's a limited edition. You'll get that for leaving a rating and review. So I appreciate your attention, appreciate your time. Let's keep on spreading the word. Get the YFYI podcast out there in the ears of everyone. So guys, remember, this is the YFYI podcast, the podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I will talk to you soon.